You're listening to Around Comics, episode 179. campus of the Savannah College of Art and Design in historic Savannah, Georgia, this is Around Comics, the comic book culture podcast where twice a week you'll hear a revolving panel of guests discuss comic books and graphic novels. I'm joined today by my co-hosts Rashad Doucette. What's up? Jarrett Williams. Hey, hey, hey. Oh! Young Miss Kathy, what is your last name? This is the first time I've met you. Kathy McLeod, kind of like Scott McLeod. Yeah. That's kind of like a... An only a, better. No only be- Oh. Oh, oh, hey, hey, hey. Hey, I like Scott McCloud. I, I don't dislike Scott McCloud, right. but Kathy's hot. Oh, 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 oh. Damn. Oh. 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 Wait, I wasn't supposed to say that, was I? Out loud. I, I don't know. And uh, the new uh, young lady voice to my right is uh, is Andrea Bell. What's up? <laughs> that wasn't a young lady. She's low. And as always, we're joined by the illustrious Kevin Burkhalter. Jerk Wow, I was Thank you. That. Thank you. Yeah, Thank we you left you hanging. <laughs> on every Thursday episode like this one, we will try to secure an interview with a comic industry professional, and today we're going to be talking to comic book artist James Kachalka, whose comics oh. are noted for their blending of the real and the surreal. Largely autobiographical, his work reflects the world around him and includes such real-life characters as his wife, children, cat, friends, and colleagues. You may be familiar with his work on the American Elf series, Superfuckers, or, or good, from our good friends at Top Shelf Comics, and his various music recordings. This episode is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades.com is offering this month's reading selection, the originals, to around comic listeners for an amazing 35% off the cover price. Get your copy today for only $11.69 for the soft cover or $16.22 for the hardcover. Check out the Eisner-winning graphic novel by Dave Gibbons. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions. Son of Galactus! Omnibus! <laughs> and more. All at a great discounted price. And remember that all orders over $50 ship free. As opposed to being free. Right. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, Chris, Sal, Tom, Scotty, and the regular Chicago crew are still on a short hiatus from show production, but fear not. We, the graduate students of the sequential art department Woo! at the Savannah College yeah. of Art and Design, will be your fill-in artists over the next few weeks until the regular gang returns. We'll be recording every Friday at 7 p.m. in the stately Norris Hall, located at 548 East Broughton Street in Savannah. For more information about the college and our various programs of study, visit us at www.scad.edu. What's kind of sexy, Andre? <laughs> Ooh. Throw it out there. All right. Okay, I try. Every now and then. This portion of Around Comics is brought to you by Bizarre New World. The critically acclaimed series returns in a new prestige one-shot. After the first miniseries, the cat is out of the bag. The worldwide population suddenly gains the ability to fly. Really? Yeah. You sure? A desperate phone call from his son forces Paul Kutcher to 
Run the gauntlet. I, I got Sam. a desperate phone call. Yeah, the other week. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Did, did, hey. you, did you run the gauntlet like Paul Crutcher did? No. Is he related uh, no. to Ashton Crutcher? Oh, that would be what? cool. Is he punked? Uh, well, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> crash and burn. Can you ask fly? I don't know. Maybe crash and burn. Because uh, Paul Kutcher can. I don't know. Whatever. But uh, anyway, so Paul Kutcher <laughs> uh, runs the gauntlet of insanity to get to Arizona, but with chaos ripping across the planet, and everyone airborne, the journey through California won't be. Easy. I think it well, would think be easy be... if they're all flying. Like, no yeah, traffic. Oh, bugs, yeah. bugs in your mouth, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we never flew before. We had all kind of problems. Yeah, you got all kind of issues Unless, with like, if he's floating as well, and, like, if you like, if you floated, but you didn't have any propulsion, you know? Oh, like, you just, like, grab, you know like, grab like, no you gravity? You like, swim through the air. Like, <laughs> you have to swim. You know what I'm saying? It would yeah. be get, difficult to get to California if you had to, like... Air swim. Whoa. Where's this going? Uh, doggy paddle. <laughs> doggy paddle to Arizona. Right. <laughs> All right. Now, without further ado, here's our converse, our conversation with comics creator James Kachalka. And now Kevin's going to do the second half of his ad. <laughs> <laughs> Find out why in coolnews.com called Bizarre New World, <laughs> one of the best new comics of 2007. Pre-order your copy of Bizarre New World. Population explosion. Woo! From... <laughs> From the February like issue of previews. <laughs> oh, wait a second. I took the script? Mm-hmm. That's okay. We, we got it. Oh, man. We, we, we had it, it until he started. Now, yeah, now. We're making yeah. it work. We're making it work. <laughs> All right. And to purchase the original three-issue miniseries, head to your local comic book shop or visit us at www.apecomics.com. That is www.apecomics.com. There you go. Sexy. That was. That, is that That's the word? That's what they tell me. So now is it time to talk to James Kachalka? Yes. Now it is time to talk to. All right, let's, let's talk to James Kachalka. Call him up. Hello. Hi. May I speak to James Kachalka, please? Yeah. Hold on just a minute. Hello. James. Hi. We're here today with uh, creator James Kachalka. How you doing, sir? Uh, wonderful. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one of my graduate students here, Kevin Burkhalter, uh, uh, does journal comics as well, and you're actually the the uh, the original creator of that genre of journal comics on the web. And uh, Mr. Burkhalter does, uh, you know, uh, he, you know, he does he does that too. And so I'm gonna turn it I over tried. to him and and let him ask the first question. Is that cool? Sure, fantastic. Hey James, how's it going, man? Good, really good. Cool, cool. Well, um, the the one question I want to start off that's just been like I don't know, I just been thinking about a lot is is uh, why elves? Like, why why do you draw yourself as an elf? <laughs> um, uh, well, it's kind of complicated. Uh, there was a particular story that I did in my old mini comic, James Kachalka Superstar, mm-hmm. which was like a story about. Um, about myself as a kid, it's sort of like loss of innocence story, and uh, the elf uh, uh, sort of uh, was a symbol for for innocence, and then and then. Um, wow, yeah. you're getting deep. Man. And then also, it, it helped to draw myself that way to sort of as like a buffer to protect me from. You know, since it was a really personal story. Um, uh, I wouldn't have to say, like, this happened to me. I could say, you know, it happened to this elf. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 
but it just kind of stuck. It worked really well for me. And uh, the elf, um, uh, 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 I, it has other symbolic uh, meaning too. And that um, you know, I draw me and Amy as the elves, and then you know, pretty much everyone else on Earth as something different. So we're sort, of, you know, it, it separates us from the rest of humanity in a in a, in a uh, uh, thematic, uh, iconic sort of way. Um, and uh, and then also, you know, um, I'm not completely. Um, um, I mean, I'm a little bit. Uh, uh, have a little bit of arrested development or something, you know, like, uh, um, uh, so the, using the, using what was a symbol for childhood innocence, uh, for an adult character, um, uh, is sort of like, uh, a little awkward, uh, looking, but, um, fits the way that I feel, so. That, that's cool, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, so is, is your son Eli gonna become an elf when he grows up, or? I drew him as an elf when he was first born uh-huh. because, um, I mean, he actually was born with pointy ears. Um, <laughs> but then after a few weeks, his pointy ears went away. So um, I started drawing him with round ears, and then suddenly he was a human. Now I draw all all children as humans. <laughs> what was originally a symbol for, for children is now not used for children at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. Kachaka, I first I first became uh, familiar with your work. Uh, I picked up a uh, a volume of Kuber Skeber, and you did a a story called Hulk versus the Rain. Yeah, but well, it's actually it's the real title is actually just the Hulk, but Hulk, but it is Hulk versus the Rain, and it's become known as Hulk versus the Rain, which is such a better title. <laughs> it's um, right. You know, I should have titled it The Hulk vs. the Rain, but I titled it The Hulk. <laughs> but it is The Hulk vs. the Rain, you know, uh, which is fine. I mean, there's, there's some famous paintings that have a title, and then they have the title that they're commonly known as, um, uh, which, you know, good. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, what's the question? <laughs> well, much, much like great paintings, I felt your Hulk vs. the Rain story was, was awesome, and I felt like the whole uh, Cooper Skeever thing was really cool, because it was like all of like these underground comics people, you know, taking their stab at, at mainstream characters and stuff. So, how uh, how did that even come around? Uh, how did the whole Cooper Skeever thing happen? Uh, well, we um, uh, right, right around that time, Marvel filed for bankruptcy um, for the first time. I think they might have filed for bankruptcy again since then. I don't know, but they filed <laughs> for bankruptcy or were on the verge of bankruptcy or something like that. So we just. Um, um, we decided it would be fun to pretend that all their all their characters were suddenly public domain. That's not really the way that it works. We just pretended that the characters were up for grabs and that we could all take whatever character we wanted and they would be ours now. Um, you know, so I chose the Hulk and, and um, you know a lot of uh, a lot of the um, indie guys and the comics art scene, um, you know, grew up reading superhero comics as as kids and. Uh, you know, we uh, still have a nostalgic uh, um, pull towards that kind of thing. Um, so it was fun. It was just a fun project to do. Um, and uh, uh, Highwater Books that published it, they actually didn't even sell those books. They were giving them away um, uh, at 
San Diego. I can't remember at the San Diego Comic Con. I can't remember what year exactly that was. Now there was some they, there was some legal foolishness that that went down too, right? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I did get a. Um, I, I was contacted by Marvel uh, several years later that said that they said you know we saw your um, we saw your whole Christmas the Rain comic instead of suing you. Uh, we'd like to buy it. Um, so, and then I, I suggested I, I redo it from scratch in full color, uh, and we did it for the Hulk, uh, Hulk Annual 2001, I think it was. Cool. And now, now does that have anything to do with, like, uh, the Bizarro World uh, project? Um, yeah, well, ba- basically, I mean, um, uh, Cooper Sieber, um the, the Marvel issue of Cooper's it was actually called the Marvel Benefit issue. We pretended we were... Um, raising money for Marvel Comics to bail them out of their bankruptcy, I think. Um, uh, although there was no money being raised since they weren't actually selling the book. But um, anyhow, um, uh, it really was incredibly influential. I mean, without that book, you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't have DC's Bizarro series, and you wouldn't um, you wouldn't have. Uh, what's it, Project Superior or whatever? Was it from Ad House? Yeah, yeah. Um, and in fact, mainstream comics now look like the comics that we were drawing in Cooper Skeever. For instance, <laughs> um, uh, the new um, uh, Omega the Unknown. Oh, yeah, yeah, Looks like it could have come right out of that issue of Cooper Skeever. Totally. So, totally. Um, you know, we just did this little... Uh, I mean, and uh, I mean, I think the reason why it was a fairly powerful book um, is that they weren't parodies. For the most part, people did not do parodies of superhero comics. They did superhero comics uh, from a unique perspective. I mean, and superheroes are fairly powerful. Um, uh, well, they have a powerful grip on the American mind, and I think on the world mind, um, uh, they have a lot of. Uh, 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 symbolic resonance and and uh, it's possible to make um, you know interesting art using these sort of pulpy characters um, and I think that's actually been shown again and again and again over the years from you know Alan Ward's Watchmen to uh, oh one I like now is Invincible oh yeah yeah that's really good yeah, great comic, Invincible. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to be here, but a great comic. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of broke into the room. <laughs> Invincible, was, I appeared. Uh, you know, there was a time when the all in in alternative comics, it was super uncool. I, I mean, superhero comics were the enemy. Yeah. Um, and pretty much when I was breaking into the comic scene, superhero comics were considered the enemy. Um, uh, and I and I suppose that was probably a stance that con- that that uh, alternative comics had to take um, in order to try and push the comics industry in another direction. But now um, I feel like I'm far enough along in my career that uh, I don't. Uh, the only concern that I I should have about what work I want to make is what I want to make, and uh, I don't really have. Uh, any concern worrying, uh, worrying about um, you know ideological boundaries um, or anything like that? Cool, cool, cool. Um, 
Well, yeah, I I wanted to ask uh, a little more about your dailies since since I do a daily strip. Um, where can well. we Where can we find that, Kevin? Oh, well, <laughs> uh, mine is at AmericanElf.com. Yeah, and where, Kevin's is is on, <laughs> I don't have a site yet. It's a funny story. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> 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 he tried to hook you up just now, <laughs> Kevin. I know. I have I have, a, I have a live journal account. That's the best I can do for right now, but. Uh, it's it's cartoonist um, dot livejournal dot com and how you spell cartoonist is K A R two the number digit two the digit two N I S T and uh, but I'll have a site by the end of this quarter or else Jeremy Mullins will will fail me from from the from the class but. It, that all came out. I couldn't understand a word that you said, actually. So hopefully, someone else can understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. I, I, yeah, I feel weird plugging my own journal comic in front of you. So it's. Well, it's, you know, uh, it's really. Um, um, it's sort of amazing to me, really, how many, um, uh, how many sprung up. I mean, I've seen literally dozens and dozens and dozens of them from people all over the world. And some people don't even know that uh, that the idea came from from my strip. For instance, um, Drew Wing yeah. was one of the first guys to, to start doing a journal, uh, you know, daily diary comic after mine. Mine wasn't online, but his was, and he had a whole you know a whole sling of uh, of of his his own imitators, and then. Uh, uh, this other guy, uh, Ben Snake Pit, who does one called Snake Pit, I, somewhere in Texas, I think. And he, uh, you know, there's a whole crowd of guys in Texas that were inspired by Ben Snake Pit. So pretty much it's like, I don't know, uh, it's like everybody that, that, we didn't sell that many of, of the early, um, uh, of the early diary comic collections, but like everybody that, that bought it started their own strip. And then everyone that saw their strip started their own strip. But now, like, who knows how many people there are now? It could be hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> We're taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it turns out it's such a simple idea to just take the autobiographical comic and marry it with the da- daily diary, uh, and mar- you know, with the and with the um, with the daily strip format. Um, it's a pretty simple idea, but. Uh, but really a really useful way to express a human life. Um, uh, like it's, it, was, it turned out to be a form, uh, it was a really powerful, useful form for comics. So um, anyhow, I feel good that people were inspired by my strip, and especially good that, I mean like, to inspire people to draw, and to draw more, yeah. draw every day. Yeah, you should, everyone should draw every day. Yeah, there, yeah. There, I see a huge, huge, uh, a huge improvement, uh, like of the strips I started doing like a year ago, even. Like, and then the strips I'm doing now are just, uh, in my opinion, just have grown like so much. Like, I'm a completely different like artist or whatever. I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah. But, Good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 it works out like as an exercise. If you want to get better, you know, draw every day, I guess. But um. So I wanted to ask you, like, you know, I run into, like, time constraints, like, I'm not the best at doing it daily, but I, I do do it as often as I can. Like, how long does it take you to, like, draw your strip? 
you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't really time myself, yeah. so it's hard to really say. But um, uh, probably, I mean, at least an hour. It yeah. might even take two hours. Uh, uh, I don't think it usually takes two hours, but um, I guess probably an hour, including you know, sitting there thinking up the idea, drawing, uh, penciling it, inking it, and coloring it. It probably all altogether takes an hour. That's cool. That's cool. And like, wh- why? Why did you? Uh, why did you start coloring them? Like, was that? Just... Um, um, Color makes the world. When I went online, fun. yeah, and uh, then I could, you know, right. Like it didn't cost any extra to color it. Uh, the only thing it cost you was time. Yeah. Um, uh, I first started doing it like just like a two tone thing, and then I did like two tone and adding a little bit of color, extra color here and there, and. It was really only like a couple of weeks or, or a couple of months or something like that before it was all always full color. Um, also, I've always kind of struggled with color my whole life. Mm. Like, had a hard time putting colors together in a way that ever looked good. Um, and doing it every day, I kind of felt like, well, you know, if I pick some colors that don't look good together, it doesn't even matter because there's another one tomorrow. So I was just yeah. trying all sorts of different sort of color schemes, and and uh, well, like you said, drawing every day makes you better at drawing. Well, God, coloring every day, I mean, that's so much better coloring. Now, color is something uh, that I feel completely natural with. Uh, uh, there's no struggle at all in color, with uh, you know, using color for me. Um, um, so I have the script to thank for that. Yeah, that's very cool. Hey, uh, hey, James, may I ask you a question? Sure. Um, I've I've been, you know, as you know, as I've been following your career and stuff, that you know, it's it, different places. You've been quoted as as saying that like craft is the enemy, and and people who generally get involved in comics feel that they have to have to uh, work hard and they have to practice and they have to get good at, at drawing figures and there's a certain level that they have attained before they can even really approach making comics. Um, could you, you know, elaborate further for, for our listeners what, what you mean by craft is the enemy? Um, well, uh, it really means so many things. But <laughs> uh, uh, one of the things that I would see a lot is guys... Uh, who really wanted to make a comic but just didn't think they were good enough to do it. And they were like, well, when I'm a good, good enough, when I'm good enough at drawing, then I'm going to make my comic. Like, well, that's ridiculous. You're never going to be good enough. I mean, uh, the skills involved in making a comic are kind of different than the skills involved in drawing. You're never going to be good enough if you don't just start making comics. Um, and also, I really felt like if... Uh, if you're trying to make a, like, let's say you're, you're trying to make a, I don't know, everyone doesn't have this goal, but my goal was to make a masterpiece that would be remembered forever, you know, for hundreds of years after I was dead. Um, and I felt like a lot of that is just uh, a combination of luck and inspiration and willpower. And it really doesn't matter what your technical skill is. It really matters how strong your willpower is. And, um, you know, trying to get 
get yourself in a position to take advantage of of any uh, flashes of inspiration that you might have. Um, and those kind of skills have nothing to do with with your uh, technical ability to 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 craft something. It has more to do with your ability to just harness uh, harness wild energy and uh, and and get it down on paper. Um, um, so yeah, that's what I was trying to express, I guess. Well, can I, can I ask you about your process? Like when you sit down to do your stuff, uh, you know, what do you work with? Do you work, do you do it straight with ink? Do you pencil first? Uh, how do you color your stuff? Uh, sure. Well, I mean, it's simple. I mean, it hardly matters, I guess. I mean, everybody works a slightly different way. I draw with a six H pencil, which is like the hardest pencil you can get. It barely makes any line at all. Um, so I pencil with that, and then uh, ink with uh, brush and India ink and scan it into the computer and color it on the computer. Cool. Well, I, um, you know, a lot of your work no, like, can... No, like, special trick or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's Damn. always... We, magic you know, to it. <laughs> we're an educational institution, so we always like to ask, you know, process questions and stuff like that. So but, um, my, my big, my, I actually have a big problem right now, which is that um, I can't find a brush that I like. I had a brush that I liked that I used for years, and the manufacturer stopped making it. Well, I found another brush that I liked, and little did I know that the manufacturer had stopped making that one too. So now I've been trying other brushes, and I just can't find one that I like. They're either slightly too pointy or slightly too springy, and I just can't, um, I just can't control them. Uh, like some brushes will work just fine for drawing the comic, but then the lettering, they get all crazy. But I, you know, I like to letter my comics with the brush, too. And, uh, um, I think lettering, you change direction a lot more frequently. So, uh -huh. like, if it's too pointy or springy on the end, it screws up more. So, I don't know, I gotta find a good brush. Uh, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> I understand the pain. Well, well, James, I heard a rumor like that you had done two thousand pages of comics by the end of high school. Is, is that true? Is there any yeah, like yeah, that's, that's something true. that's always yeah. floated around? And I always wondered like, is that really true? Did he really knock that many out like in high school? Yeah. I mean, I know I wasn't yeah, well, like not, not just high school. I mean, that's two thousand pages of comics from like um, third grade to the end of high school. Okay, cool, cool. Well, I, I'm just guessing that it's two thousand pages. I have, I have these. Uh, uh, it might be more. Let me see. Uh, yeah, why don't you like, count? I had like four or five boxes of reams of paper that my dad got me, and um, by the end of high school, they were. I had drawn, uh, you know, a page of comics on every page in the in the box. So, the ream is like five hundred pages. So that would be five boxes would be two thousand five hundred pages. You think you're oh. ever gonna put those out? <laughs> What's that? You think you're ever gonna publish those? Um, awesome. Well, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like to, um, but there's almost too many. <laughs> I don't know how I decide which ones are worth doing. And like the early ones, um, I actually think the earlier ones that I did when I was when I was a little kid are more interesting than ones that I than the ones that I did when I was a teenager. Um, but um, but they were all drawn like with ballpoint pen. 
So, you know, great production's not necessarily so great on ballpoint pens, but um, at some point I switched to flare felt tip pens because once I discovered photocopy machines, then I was drawing for reproduction. So from like junior high on, uh, uh, I was, I had, you know, I was trying to draw clearly for, uh, for you know, knowing that it would be reproduced. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and one of my uh, one of my um, one of my friends, uh, his dad had an office in his house. We had a photocopy machine in his house. Oh, that's pimp. That's uh, awesome. Would make uh, you know would 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 make our 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 zine and um, and sell it at school. Uh, and um, it was called Anarchy Today. And it was, we'd get everyone, everyone would get to draw comics, right? We'd get like, you know, even people that didn't really draw to draw comics, but, um, oh, and I had a character, uh, I had a character that actually would have, um, uh, well, he was called, um, Chainsaw Sam. And basically what he did was he chainsawed people to death. <laughs> I like to do and that then, every now and then. And, then. It, and, and it's really, it was so much like Dying the Homicidal Maniac, which came like 10 years later. Um, so maybe I should do something with the Chainsaw Sam comic. I don't even think there's enough for a whole book, though. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, so... Yeah, like, this should be, this is a, this should be a typical Chainsaw Sam comic. Nice. Um, there'd be Boy Scouts, right? Like on a boy, uh, like a camping trip. Mm-hmm. Chainsaw Sam put tie him up, hang him from a tree, and chainsaw them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be real popular. <laughs> I think I'm gonna incorporate that into my lesson plans. <laughs> Kids that don't turn in work on time get chainsawed. <laughs> <laughs> but my my main character, not a little kid, was called Captain Drip. And he was just a drip Captain of water what? with like stick figure legs and arms and a little, you know, eyes and nose and mouth. Captain what? Captain Drip. Drip? <laughs> oh, that sounds like a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Drip. Oh, that's awesome. So. And then his son, Dripsy. <laughs> Drip and Dipsy. That's just an No, I want that family. one. I want that one. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So, um, you 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 got your um, MFA in painting. Is that correct? Yeah. So, um, how how do you find that like like uh, using like painting techniques like influences your your comics or do they are they just do you approach them separately like differently or do they go kind of hand in hand or? Well, yeah, I think they're really different skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've managed, well, uh, 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 I mean, the reason I think they're really different skills, like, um, I got really good at painting, and still, like, when I draw a comic, it would still look, you know, really, really amateurish. So, I think they're completely different skill sets somehow. Um, but I have been trying, uh, over the last decade or so, to integrate, uh, trying to fully integrate my life um, so that it's a smooth transition from one, any one part of my life to another. For instance, between uh, drawing comics and making music and 
that and uh, cooking or anything. <laughs> just have it all pretty part of a, you know, a seamless whole. And uh, it actually accomplished that pretty well. Because, uh, 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 like, before, like, when I was younger, people would say, like, well, you know, your songs are funny, but you're, uh, how come the paintings are so serious? <laughs> or, uh, you know, like, they'd be like, I don't know, like, that they were by two different people or something. Um, but now I think it's pretty much all uh, unified. Well, um, we were talking earlier about um, the comics that you drew, drew as a child, and um, I just wanted to say that I'm a huge fan of Monster Attack. Oh, um, I, yeah, my son, Eli. Yeah, yeah. You're, I think it's it's just um, really beautiful and great that you and um, Eli are uh, collaborating in this way, and that and that you're introducing him to comics. And um, I was just wondering uh, when and how you started introducing him to comics. Uh, well, I started. Uh, like trying to get him to draw comics uh, it's funny because like uh, one he draws a monster tech now or not it's not exactly comics I mean it's characters talking it'll be like single panel things with like a character saying something but he used to draw I had him I started him drawing comics like at two I'd draw the panel borders he would I would give him like the ink and the brush and then I'd draw and fight it and then he'd tell me what words to put with it um, but but uh, sometime like last in September or so, he wasn't interested in, in drawing comics anymore, but just doing these these drawings with characters saying things. Um, uh, so I don't know. Yeah, we read a lot of comics together. Actually, it used to be a real struggle to get him to draw with me. Like he hated it. He hated drawing. <laughs> like every kid in the world loves to draw. Absolutely hated to draw, and I would kind of like force him to draw. Um, and I was like, "This kid's, this kind of sucks." Um, uh, but I finally, somehow, uh, a year or so ago, figured out ways to make it fun. Mm -hmm. Like I think that uh, I think that he didn't like it because it was something that I was doing like as work, like something like when I was drawing, I was working, and I couldn't play with him. So I think that made him, so I kind of hate drawing. So I had to make drawing more like playing. Uh, and the first thing I did uh, to that effect was um, we'd do uh, what we call battle drawings. He would draw a character on one side of the page, and I'd draw a character on the other side of the page, and then we'd draw their attacks against each other. And like if his character shot something at my character, then I'd draw the blood gush out, <laughs> or, you know, and stuff like that. Or he'd have shoot flames at his character, and then draw the smoke and stuff. Um, so that made drawing fun. And then from then, um, uh, well, you know, really just snowballed. Now he just draws all the time. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, the single panel comics even are just hilarious. And it seems like he's really, he's, what, four now? Um, and he really grasps... Yeah, he's four. You're four and a half, yeah. It seems like he really grasped the idea of text and image together. And um, it seems like comics are something that children can intuitively understand. And um, are you, do you hope or do you fear that maybe one day he'll uh, <laughs> uh, surpass your comic <laughs> greatness? 
Well, I sure hope that he can surpass it because That's what I'm otherwise the miserable life to always be not as good as your dad. You know, so either I hope either he surpasses me or he does something else, you know, but he doesn't feel like he's not as good. Um, uh, uh, yeah. I would, you know, it'd be great if he wanted to do something creative, but um, the weird thing about being a parent is, you know, like, if your, parent, if your kid grew up to be like the next Hitler, you'd probably be proud of them, you know, because they were the ruler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever they did, you're going to be proud of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, James, my name's Andrea. Um, I don't have a plug. Uh, so I'm just going to say hi, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Um, okay. You mentioned that uh, you work in, in multiple disciplines and that people, like your audience and your viewers, have, have said that it seems like uh, your, your different art forms come from different artists. How, does it ma- how do you feel being a multi-output artist like that? Well, that was um, years ago, before, before I was you know, really in the, in the public eye. So these are just like my friends saying, what's wrong with you? How come you're like... You know, like, how come you're funny, but you're making serious stuff? Or how come... Yeah. And, you know, like, there was just some disconnect between the art I was making and the person that I was. Well, like, did the did the feedback that you got from them turn you into more of, a, like, a, like, the same, like, the comic output type person that you became, like, artist you became? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, it probably was helpful. At the time, I thought that they were just wrong, you know? Or, <laughs> um... Or that it didn't matter that there was this disconnect because, you know, like, uh, I may be goofy, but I'm not, it's not like I never think about anything serious. Um, so why wouldn't I make serious art? But now I make art that is goofy and serious at the same time, you know? So nice. um, that's how I live life. So it makes sense for the art to be that way, too. <laughs> yeah. You know how, yeah. Like, art school kind of fucks you up. Um, and then it makes you overthink everything until... You just can't do anything anymore. Um, I don't. I don't know if I can support that. <laughs> I, I, I think some of the rest of us yeah, can. I, 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 I think my students can support you. Scat alert! Scat alert! Blood crime! What are you guys saying? Yeah, it's a school. Is cool. <laughs> well, you know, different, different people respond in different ways. No, I'm just joking, man. <laughs> well, and different schools teach different ways. So yes, and different schools teach differently. That's true. Um, really. The schools that I went to, um, uh, <laughs> I would say they didn't teach at all. Oh. <laughs> you know? oh. My undergrad sucked too, man. I went to undergrad places lame. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you a quick question. Like, tell us about the hockey monkey uh, thing and the the Fox series, the Loop and stuff. How did that all? I mean, you've been recording for a long time and and, and had been doing that, but how did that whole deal with Fox work out? And was uh, it a positive experience? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the question is. I mean, like, how did how did the song end up as the theme song to the? Yeah, the exactly. How how was it that 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 you got to do that project for Fox? Um. Well. Um. The uh, uh, the woman Pam Brady who created the show. She was a writer on South Park for many years, and she actually co-wrote the uh, the South Park movie and she co-wrote Team America also. Um, in case you didn't notice a woman's touch in those movies. But, um... <laughs> I, I always notice um, a woman's touch. <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> Sitting 
too close. Um, Sweet water. Uh, was, I don't know. There was someone. There was another writer on South Park who did a um, who did like a web series called Mr. Wong. I think it was. And they. Oh, Mr. Wong, you see those? Yeah, those are great. Yeah, Mr. Wong's good. He had asked you as Hockey Monkey in an episode of that, and uh, and then so you know because they were friends, she obviously saw his cartoon, and then she thought it was an awesome song. And so when she did her show, she was like, "Well, the most awesome song I can think of. I wanted to be the theme song to my show," (laughs) and it was pretty. um, But it was a big problem, uh, kind of because. Um, well, I wrote the song. Um, I recorded it with this band called the Zambonis, uh, all hockey band. They're all good friends of mine. Um, but I, um, uh, I split the songwriting credit with them. Really, I mean, I feel like I wrote the, the song, um, but I recorded it with them, and I um, split the songwriting credit with them. So cool. then when it was time to... Um, then when Fox wanted to buy it, I had to get permission from all these other guys and every guy in the band had something different than he wanted like some people wanted more money one of the guys wanted no money but didn't want to give up any rights in the song um you know more punk rock sort of ideal so how'd and you work like, that out and then like everybody had there were like like four teams of lawyers involved um all arguing against each other so the deal almost fell apart many times it was very very stressful uh like in the morning, like at the beginning of the day, the deal would be off. By evening, it would be back on again. By the next day, the deal would be off again. By the next evening, the deal would be back on. And this <laughs> went on like that for like weeks. Uh, it was incredibly stressful. They finally sold the, the song for you know a lot of money. Um, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Network television. So it worked out. Yeah, the only thing that would have made it better would be. You know, the show stayed on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, dude. Yeah, that'd <laughs> yeah, be nice. good. <laughs> well, James, uh, what what can people uh, expect from you uh, here in the near future? I know that uh, AmericanElf.com uh, is updated daily, but uh, what can we expect, expect in terms of print? Um, well, in June, I have this book called uh, Johnny Boo, uh, The Best Little Ghost in the World, and it's... Uh, you know, a comic for uh, kids. Um, and I actually have another Johnny Boo story called Johnny Boo Twinkle Power that will come out in the fall. I mean, uh, uh, actually December. Uh, and then in November, American Elk Book 3 and a book of my paintings titled Little Paintings. Um, those are both coming in November. Um, and actually, um, October will be, I mean, 2008 is the 10th anniversary of American Elk. I've been doing it for 10 years. Or Congratulations. Congrats. College kids like the elf. Whoa. Whoa. I don't know what that is. I'm sure it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> actually, all you guys have been real sort of buzzy sounding the whole time, but um, hopefully the quality of the podcast is fine. Um, we can hear you. Okay. Um, you can have voice actors go in and do your. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> no, I'm really, I'm really, really excited about you know the uh, the 10th anniversary of American Elf, which actually comes in October. In fact, 
Can we do another one of these in October? Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, if we're if we're still around and we're still filling in for the Around Comics guys, we'd be happy to. Um, if okay. not, if not, uh, uh, we here at uh, SCAD are planning to launch our very own podcast here in the near yep. future. And uh, if we can't get you on Around Comics, we'd certainly love to have you on ours. And if that doesn't happen, I'll do one with you. <laughs> what? <Was> that? <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I have one last question for you. Oh, sure. Oh, um, should I say what Johnny Boo is like? Yeah, actually, yes. Go go right ahead. Do it. Uh, you know, it's just a really, uh, um, just a really goofy, energetic uh, kids comic about, you know, this ghost, Johnny Boo, and his pet ghost, Squiggle. And, um, I, I, uh, um, the way I, the way I worked on it was a little different than the way I worked on any of my other books, which is basically I would, every day I'd write, I went, every day while I was working on it, I would write, uh, like a chapter, like thumbnail sketch version of the, of the chapter, and then read it to Eli as a bedtime story, and then, um, if there was any part of the story, like, where he didn't really react or laugh or anything, and I would take it and rewrite it and try and make it more awesome. So the next time I read read it to him, those parts where he just kind of was looking blankly at the page, I would get a laugh out of him. So I wanted to make sure that there was, like, you know, there was funny the whole time from start to finish. Um, so it worked out really well. I think it's going to, you know, it's a really uh, highly entertaining book. Uh, and it was a fun way to work, you know. But, and that, that kind of goes along with what I was saying before about integrating uh, um uh, um, every part of my life, like like uh, my my work and my life. In that instance, there's no difference. You know, like I am reading a bedtime story to my son. I am also working on my new book at the exact same time. <laughs> but you know, like it really is a great way to live. Uh, and very uh, efficient. <laughs> yeah, it's efficient, but also just much more like like. Um, uh, it, it, it's just much more natural and it energizes I feel like it energizes my work and it energizes my life like it gives my life meaning and it and it it, it makes work like not work work is more like play then um, and then play is play is also my work uh, so I don't know it's just um, I'm feeling, I've been feeling pretty good lately, so when I feel good, I feel like, you know, everything's fine. The um, problem is, like, if I get in a funk, then everything is bad. Work is bad, life is bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, so... Well, uh, what puts you in the funk, man? <laughs> what puts me in a funk? Yeah, oh, yeah, I, what puts I you have, in the funk, man? I have, I have no idea, you know, it's a chemical thing, you know? Oh. <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah, we'll see in your comics. You just go on these rages. It's really, it's pretty funny. Yeah, you know, like sometimes people say, like one of the criticisms that I get about my work is like, well, it's all just about being cute and being happy, and it's sort of like fake, right? I don't know if anybody feels that way, but some people say things kind of like that. I mean, that's a criticism I've heard. But <laughs> it's not really about a guy. The strip is not the story of a guy who thinks everything is great and life is fun all the time. It's not a guy who, um, uh, you know, kind of struggles and wants to have fun in life and often does. 
but sometimes stumbles and falters, you know? So that's what the script's really about, I guess. That Yeah, that's, that's very true, yeah. Um, I think it's awesome. Yeah. See? See? It's See? good. Um, so I have I have one last question before uh, before we go here. Um, would you do us the honor and uh, sing us a song? Um, or a jingle? Just a little. Sure. Just a little. Awesome. Just a little bit. Awesome. Just a, just a little bit. Yeah, you know, do I should sing. Anything you want, man. Anything, Anything I want. What about a song about being on a podcast where it's fuzzy on your end, but we hear you really well? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no pressure. Yeah, just try and make something up off the. Just uh, do uh, it. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. Um, um, yeah, that I can, I can, but it's not going to be any good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, but it's original. Yeah, that's true. I'm talking on the phone, walking around. People are saying your stuff. But all the sound is too fuzzy. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. I try to answer the questions. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> More buzzing. <laughs> James, James I'm, that has just you know, made you. My son, my son Eli wrote. Um, well, actually, the whole family worked on this song. Uh, it starts. It goes. Um, a, B, C, D, I hate you! <laughs> I hate you! A, B, C, D, I hate you! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, I... Wait, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I hate you! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I hate you! That is awesome. It's a hit. It's a hit. I it's love a it. Hit, I love it. Buzz. I love it. I'm gonna sing it every day. Oh, that's awesome. That that's made you the coolest artist that we've ever spoken yeah, to. Dude. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, Congratulations to you, sir. Uh, well, I want to I want to definitely thank you for talking to us today, and thank you for taking time out. And uh, you know, it's just been a, a great experience. And you know, a lot of a lot of the students here are are following in your footsteps as long as the journal, you know, is you know. In respect to journal comics, and uh, it's just meant a lot for you to take time out and join us, and we really appreciate it. Um, well, uh, I appreciate your interest. Um, you know, I'm uh, um, glad that people read my stuff and want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I am. Well, you still say hi to Amy and Eli and Ollie hey, you and Spandy. Want to say hi to Amy real quick? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. She won't. She won't. Oh, yeah, wait. Now here she goes. Hi. Hi, Amy. Amy Kachaka, how are you doing? She's no, not she won't, Amy. Uh, she won't really talk on the phone. She said hi, though. Oh. She like me sticking the phone in her face. <laughs> oh well. Sorry. That's cool. Um. <laughs> Give Spandy a squeeze for me. <laughs> okay. Alright, see you later. Alright, thank you, sir. Bye bye. <laughs> wait, nice. can't, can't wait. Come here for a second, Kathy. Come yeah. here, come here, come up to the mic for a second. Okay. Uh, let me ask you a question. So she's not Amy Kachaka. What's it, the story she's there? Amy King. Amy King. She didn't take his name. 
I, I, I'm. That's terrible. I don't support that. What's the, no? I'm just dating. <laughs> 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 Are you recording? Her name is Amy King. Amy King. Yes. Okay. Uh, are they, they what? Just not married, Well, I, right? I mean, I didn't know. They don't say that in the Wikipedia thing. Whoa, so, like, no, we'll see. There, there you go. There's, there's evidence. I like that. I like that. They don't have the same name. It doesn't say on Wikipedia that her name is. It just says his wife, Amy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of okay. Fun. Well, I, I didn't cool. know that, and thank you very much for for sharing that. So, That's cool, man. so uh, Kevin, you know that was awesome. That you know, since you do the journal comics and stuff, like for you, you're gonna. I mean, I I mean, following Kachaka is you know since like the '90s and stuff, and I mean it's very cool. But for you as as a journal comics creator, like you know, is that sweet? Yeah, you know that was that was really cool. You know, uh, I'm like you know obviously obviously you have to like you know. Pay respects to the man, you know, and uh, yeah. Ken seems good at paying respect to the man. He is, he's is the man. I would say that, you know. Well, the and, song uh, was amazing. That was yeah, awesome. yeah, that, yeah was, that, was, that was, was awesome. No, no, that was classic. The song that was awesome. Yeah, and we won't get that. that so was, yeah, that was, that, that that was, was really uh, very awkward and very <laughs> but amazing. That was amazing at the same Ken time. Podcasting, right? We've got all bootlegged. Like lime wire it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not not only can we actually bring girls to the podcast, we can bring uh, uh, musical numbers. Yeah, original musical numbers. Whoa, yeah, and yeah. awkwardness. And awkwardness. <laughs> I think there's awkwardness on every podcast. Yes, yes, that's true. All right, nerds and girls and awkward. Is that? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Nerds are awkward around girls. No, no, what? 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 There are no nerds. I I want to clarify. There are no nerds at this table. This is Dude. Savannah College of Art and Design. <laughs> and, every, and everybody here, you know, I, I, I think we, we roll on a different level. All right. we well, thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Buddy. Absolutely. Super All right, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, this thus concludes this segment. interview with cartoonist James Kachalka. I'd like to say thanks for uh, talking to us today. You're the bomb, yo! Absolutely. And you know who else is the bomb? Who's that? All the people that were like cool enough to leave uh, feedback yeah. on the feedback. Around Comics yeah, Forum. Awesome. Oh. I think I can speak for everybody here, and I'm gonna, you know, everybody's going to speak for themselves, but like... I mean, it was just the 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 outpour of support was like really really cool. Yeah, and man, we appreciate that. Yeah, we yeah. really appreciate that. And you, you know, there's rock. certain people. I mean, I got emails and PMs and and you know all the all the stuff that were added to the forum and all the friends of the department that listened in. I want to say thanks to everybody. Um, Equinox especially gave some mad props. Um, Dude, uh, Doctor Bombay, man, like after the show or I guess on the forum. He ordered two of my Lunar Boy graphic novels for his like hometown library, so I thought that was awesome. So Doctor no, Bombay, yeah, both volumes. Yeah, really. he was like, he was like, I'm getting those for the library. Hey man, I didn't get my volume yet. I'm oh, not special. Oh, I, 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 I don't remember yeah, okay. who it was, but they right. bought the uh, the uh, Will Eisner thing. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, who's that? That was pretty magical. You know, Will it was magical Eisner. for them too. Because you're sharing comic love, yeah, essentially. You know, 
We're changing lives. You're, you're passing, you know, Will Eisner back and forth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gave the gift Spicy. to Will Eisner. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving. So I guess. Like, yeah, man. I told like, you Eisnered somebody. You're Eisner's gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace. They got right. Eisnered. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, actually, rest in peace. <laughs> you know where you can get, uh, actually, the Lunar Boy 2? We're all going to be at Megacon. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Look. Unless this comes out after Megacon. No, no. Maybe. No, it, it might be the day. It might be the day. Yeah. Of you know what? Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Friday those through Sunday. You with, uh, when, when is Megacon again? The 7th, 8th, and 9th. The 8th yeah. and 9th. 8th, so. 9th, and 10th. Yeah. Okay, so if you're listening to this after the 7th, 8th, 9th, or 10th, um, and you own a flux capacitor, then you could go back in time. Oh, do it. And join back us at the Megacon. I like that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> da, da, da. The power. Oh, no. <laughs> Also, if you have like a time machine, you can also go back in time and join us at Duncan's party. Yeah, you have the information oh, for man. that. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Dave Duncan. Uh, no address. The Duncans. Uh, that's Dave Duncan and his wife. Uh, Professor you, Dave Duncan. Professor Dave Duncan. Invite you to their house on Friday night, February 29th. Leap year. Oh. Yeah, it's a leap year party. So, so all you time lords, hop in your time and for bubble. leaping time, it's make no like the deal. challenges yeah. of the time. unknown. We're kind of traveling in time, dude. Tonight. I'm rocking my we DeLorean. We're traveling to the future. I got future. a souped up DeLorean. Right. With some nice speakers on it. DeLorean, some I'm rims. All about. So the starting, other thing I'm all about. Oh wait, oh sorry. No, it's fine. Starting around seven uh, p.m. ish, uh, podcasters. That's us. We'll arrive later. We're gonna arrive later. So we're like, <laughs> like that. Yeah. We have to make yeah. an appearance. You know, we're, they're partying right now, actually, as we speak. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's probably really going down. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, in a major way. Yeah. I'm not, that's it's not gonna huge. I oh, know. Oh, so, uh, there will be some food and drink and uh, bring stuff. Whatever stuff is. Oh, I got some stuff in my pocket. It. And by drink, we mean soda. Yeah. So, directions. <laughs> directions <laughs> are stopping. You know yeah. You know what? Uh, we'll post them on the forum. We'll post them on the forum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the, you no, know, I'm all about Duncan's Party, and I'm also all about the friends of the program. Uh, go to www.aroundcomics.com where you can download and print out our LCS challenge flyer. I'm guessing that's local comic shop. Absolutely, you know it's true. Like everybody makes with like the geeky like uh, abbreviations and stuff. I don't support that. Well, LCS is also. Sorry, you're in the wrong industry, then, buddy. Well, well, LCS is also level control system, so it's like LCS. What? I don't know that. What? I do though. Sound jockeys. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Anyway, download the flyer uh, and ask your local comic shop manager or owner if they will display it in their store. If they do, send us an email and we'll mention you on and the store on the show. Actually, two people will be mentioned on the show. As well as posted on our website. Become a friend of the program today. Two people mentioned me and Kevin? Um, no, like oh. the person and oh. then the store owner. Oh, okay. oh and the store. Oh, so yeah. three things. Yeah. And if you like doing that, you should also leave us a review like you guys did for our last show. Um, go to the podcast section of iTunes and leave us a review. Christopher Neesman really loves these, and if you left a review already, go make a new screen name and leave another one saying how awesome the SAV crew is. And, and we love SAV, you for that. Us. Yes, we oh, do. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We're like the savvy crew. I mean, AC I'll show up at your Southeast. house. I'll show up at your house. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> with, some mu- with some music, you know, <laughs> and a rose. And a rose. <laughs> I love you. All right. How do I follow that, man? I don't know, man. You okay. Follow it. Okay. Um, Second best is all right. Yeah, do your best. Second best. <laughs> Second best. <laughs> 
This episode, once again, is... second best is how you get an invite to your little uh, evening. Oh. 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 What is Jeremy talking about? (laughs) Does anybody ever know what Jeremy's talking about? Yeah, exactly. Can I I get through the ad? Yes, yes. Please? Do it. Do it big. Wait, wait. Okay, now. (laughs) InStockTrades.com is offering this month's reading selection, The Originals, to around comics listeners for an amazing 35% off the cover price. Get your copy today for only $11.69 for the soft cover or $16.22 for the hard cover. Check out the Eisner-winning graphic novel by Dave Givens. Will Will Eisner. Will Eisner Award. Will Eisner. Last week. Will Eisner. Kevin, Kev, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, that was last Kevin's Eisner, Eisner pimp. So, if you say so Will Eisner's name a thousand times, what you want? Have you, you, have you got that out your system now, man? Sorry. Have you got that out your system? It's a little spicy this w- week, man. Dude. Will Eisner. Let, let him finish, man. <laughs> I don't even know where I left off. Check Will Eisner. Eisner. You left off of Will Eisner. By Dave Gibbons. Thank, thank you, Rashad. No problem, thank you. You're buddy. a true friend. I got you. I got you. In Stock Trades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions. Son of Galactus. 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 He likes omnibus. to party. He likes to plan. He just chills on it. <laughs> <laughs> he just trashes your yeah, planet and makes you like, clean it he's up. He's a bunch of beer. He gets a, <laughs> a surf all jacked up. Like, dude, I totally screwed up the surf. <laughs> Ecstasy and surf, do not him mix. Under a table, <laughs> no. tells tells bad stories yeah, about yeah. Crystal from being humans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> you can get a, seem like a slut. <laughs> you can get all of these books at great discounted prices. And remember that all over orders, excuse me, over fifty dollars ship for free. Free, 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 and right, free. And uh, we are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for the essentials of life and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, please visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. Now, now, excuse me, why does nobody give heaven on our time? No, 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 it's a hero initiative. No, every, no, we don't need this one day. It's serious, because you, me, and Rashad, like 20 years from now, they're going to, like, we're going to get in the same situation. We're going to need this, Plus, stop. But, but I have a You problem, flew under the radar on that one, my friend. Oh, but next okay. time. Next time. No, but every time I hear safety net, I think of Spider-Man. Well, it's like, they're like, safety net. I'm like, what, safety. Spider-Man catching somebody again? Safety webs. Safety yeah. webs. I think of <laughs> <laughs> safety webs for some reason. Anyway, check, check out what's going on now here in Scan Sequential Department by visiting our blog, SQLab.com. That's S-E-Q-A. LAB.com. It's a sequential art testing ground for SCAD students, faculty, and alumni. Find department news, information on upcoming events, give feedback on works in progress, and learn more about department visits and guest artist appearance. Log on today. That's once again go to www.sequelab.com. S E Q A L A B.com. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. I'd like to thank everybody who's given us good feedback on the forums. I'd like to give you an extra special yeah. thanks again. High five and thought. I'd like to thank Tyler hey, Nickham, who is always here to Tyler uh, is freaking legendary. To document the evening artistically. A lot of people have said like really, really positive things about uh, the comic strip that he drew. Yeah. 
uh, and was yeah. posted on the Around Comics site. You got a lot of positive feedback. And, and Tyler's looking really awkward right now, yeah. in case anybody's I mean, wondering. Emo. He's pretty emo. Yeah. Emo. He is emo. He's so emo. emo. <laughs> now he's angry emo. He's, <laughs> don't worry. He's this so will be a new comic. His lawn mows itself. He's, the <laughs> oh, he's leaving. He's leaving. We just, made a new, we just made a new comic. He's made a new comic. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today, and thanks to the Savannah College of Art and Design for hosting us, as they kind of have to. Everyone, have a fantastic week. And in the meantime, we'll be everywhere in Around Comics. Because she's a hot mistress. Comics. in interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production. Copyright 2008. <laughs>